You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined, as always, by the lovely and uh, talented John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games for I the don't Phillies. think you've ever called me lovely before. Is that just because <laughs> it was my birthday two days ago? Yeah, remember that one night we shared? Oh, wait. Are, is this thing on? Uh, yes. And we are at the Richie Ashburn Broadcast booth, as we always are. And it is a beautiful day, isn't it, John? It's going to be more beautiful because I have been chomping at the bit. Uh, for our guest today, um, when we were mapping out this this podcast, you know, we knew what kind of guests we were going to have, and we were, we had a list. And I kind of forgot about this guy for whatever reason. I, I shouldn't have, because the guy stands out, you know, he, pretty pretty heavily. And I tell you what, when you said we should get Matt Mailer, uh, who is one of the more, um, you know, what I, I would describe Matt. Matt is probably the most famous non. People don't know who he is, the most famous non-celebrity out there. People have seen Matt almost every day at the Phillies, but they don't, they don't know who he is. So we are bringing this beautiful person to light on our podcast. We are pulling back the curtain a little yes. bit today. That is for sure. I and think, it's a strange uh, curtain, too, Tom, by the way. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should stay behind the curtain. I don't know. Uh, as, as Larry Anderson says, the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead. <laughs> that would, that's, would describe Matt Mailer. Yeah. So you got that to look forward to uh, out there in Radio Land. Uh, yeah, Matt's going to be here. Actually, John, I actually thought this is the reason why we we came up with this idea for this podcast because we just wanted of to Matt interview Miller. Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gives us an excuse. It's going to be awesome. A lot of stories for sure, and uh, we're coming off a great week, right, John? I mean, certainly last week when we taped our podcast, it was the day of the ALS Festival, and once again, Philly fans step up to the plate, over $725,000 raised. It was a great night. Pretty awesome, and, I, and I, they, everyone has different jobs. My job was every roll's a winner, so somebody rolls five dice, and when they land, you got to add them up, and then it's there's a prize attached to the total number. I tell you what, you have to put your math, math skills, right? And there's pressure, too, because you never know who's working with you. It could be Andy McPhail or somebody else, where you really got to make sure you're trying Trying to not butcher this one. And did you? Did you and have I, your calculator? I think, with I, think you, I was or? pretty good. I didn't have a calculator. I, I, <laughs> I, I looked at the large numbers first and then worked down. So that was my system. <laughs> do you do that every year? I do. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good station. Yeah, the fanatic, of course, just you know, it's uh, wreaking havoc everywhere along the concourse and trying to pose for as many pictures as possible. But it was a great night. Great um, cause. And then you know, we started this homestand. This is a huge homestand, obviously. Um, you know, with the Yankees in town. Um, we lost last night, but with the Yankees for another two games, and then, of course, the Nationals come in for uh, four games, a long four-game series. But you had a special guest before the game yesterday. Well, I tell you what, I think there's a lot of people that had special guests because, you know, obviously the Yankees come in town. This is like our – I feel like, Tom, this is this is 2011 uh, when we were in the playoffs where it was just there was a big buzz. Uh, we sell out crowd last night. It's the Yankees, and a batting practice for the Yankees is in a special is a special attraction. Obviously, they got Stanton and Judge and a bunch of other guys, but and Reggie Jackson's down on the field, and there's just the Yankees have this aura about them. So I, I can't tell you how many celebrities were down there or, or different people of note. Uh, we had Corey Clement, uh, local running back for the Eagles. Uh, who was showing off his uh, Super Bowl ring, which was awesome. I mean, you, yeah, should, you got a chance to see yeah, it. I did, huh? yeah. It was, I haven't seen it in person. It looks a little bit like our ring, but then the, the green, I guess it's jade, uh, you know, right in the middle, uh, shows off really that great eagle right there with the green background. Is it as, it's, everybody says how big it is, but is it much bigger than no, what the No, I think uh, it's, comparable to, it's comparable to our, our yeah, size. that's what I thought. I think it's got um, a few more diamonds on it. Yep. But. but absolutely gorgeous. We also, Al- Alshon Jeffries was here hmm. at the game. I know um, uh, Carlos Boozer, former NBA player. We had, uh, the, I saw Gary Maddox down there. Brandon Duckworth was there with his family, all wearing Yankees gear, by the way, because he is a Yankee scout. Oh, yeah. But it, but it is tough when you see these Phillies people that you associate with, 
you know, with, well, Gary Maddox. I don't, what's the association? No, there? I think Gary just brought down some clients. Some clients. He Who? brought down Drew Katz, who's uh, okay. Lou Katz's son. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, I know Jeff Gordon, president of Live Nation, and there was a, it was a who's who. Uh, this guy Jonathan Newman, who is uh, has his own winery. I mean, it was just it was a who's who of uh, people down there on the field. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They haven't been in Philadelphia in a while. The Yankees, not in so. a while. And but it's you know it reminds me also, Tom, but back in remember 2007, right? 2007, we're battling the Mets. One of the first times. For a long time, the Mets were when the Mets were good, we were bad. When we were good, Mets were bad. And then 2007, both teams were were fighting for a you know playoff spot. And if you remember Jose Reyes, and and it would drive me crazy because as you know, both you and I are are running around the ballpark, and maybe you're not paying attention fully to the game. You'd hear a cheer, and normally, obviously, you assume it's something good happened with the Phillies. Yeah. And then you look over, and then you see these Mets guys running around the bases, and we we were just flooded with Mets fans, and I hated it. You know, and then all of a sudden the Jose, 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 you hear those chants. <laughs> well, we're back to it with the Yankees. So, but it is exciting. You got to admit, it's it is exciting. fun. It's exciting. And hey, I, I tell people, do you remember it was ten years ago? And you know, uh, but the Phillies would do that to other ballparks. You yep. know, the the, the the fans would come out. So it is cyclical, and um, you know, it does add an extra buzz to the to the to the crowd. That's for sure. Uh, yes, and and uh, you know I don't know when this will be posted, but uh, Tuesday night tonight, or, or today is Tuesday. Uh, Jake Arrieta versus uh, Luis Severino, so it's their stud versus uh, one of our studs. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, we're going to hope for the best this homestand, but we do have Matt Mailer coming in, uh, John. So let's take well, a quick. Well, you know, break. before you go to break, why don't you describe, and, and then we can then we can come back and go right into well, Matt Mailer. How just who is Matt Mailer? Well, we're going to find out. But it is interesting, you know. The fanatic is a very busy guy. Yes, you know, he's very busy, and being the best friend, you know, I I love hanging with him. I love staying with him, but. You know, uh, I need a little space sometimes. You know, I just need a little bit of space. And uh, so, uh, you know, the Fnatic has a couple friends, and that's how Matt got to start here. He's actually a very good friend of the Fnatic, and where the Fnatic goes a lot of times when he's out in the community, uh, Matt's right there with him. And, um, and sometimes can you imagine having a job where you just got to hang out with the fanatic all the time? Yeah, but, I know, but, it's crazy. But Matt has a certain touch where there are certain bad things sometimes <laughs> or very interesting things happen when he's around the fanatic, right? Yeah, like when you, those two... You, you're, you're, not, you're normally... I mean, you've got great stories with the fanatic, but, but it's not as dangerous as when <laughs> when Matt is with a fanatic. Yeah, fanatic turns into evil fanatic whenever uh, Matt's around. <laughs> they, they, when those two together, you know, are together, it's... Uh, I don't know. I think somebody should separate him because, you know, they go on these, you know, mad tears. But he also has other roles. What are his other roles? What I mean, other roles? Well, just just his he's kind of the foil to the fanatic as well. Oh, right? his other roles. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to get into all that, all John. Right. It's crazy. He's uh, he, You know what? Yeah, it's like Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers was the guy who could, you know, change his character. He had master of disguises. I think, uh, not Drew Carey. Was it, uh, what was the SNL guy? Um, was it Drew Carey? We'll, yeah. we'll go with it. Uh, yeah, who who was a master of disguises and voices. Is it Drew Carey? Why am I uh, I'm blanking? But in any event, Matt is a master of disguises, Dana characters. Carvey. Who's that? Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah, who's Drew? Oh, Drew Carey's the <laughs> Price is Right. <laughs> Mariah Carey? Was it Mariah Dana Carey? Dana Carvey. Rob Brooks, from out, a voice from out of nowhere. Dana Carvey. You know, he yes. did that one movie that was master of disguises. So Matt is a master of disguises, super talented guy. Amazingly enough, <laughs> John's looking at me like, he's talented? What? But uh, no, Matt is awesome, and he's coming in right now. So let's take a quick break, John. We're going to bring Matt in. He can answer all your questions, okay? Uh, we'll be right back. Bring your family to a Phillies game this season, and your kids can play as hard as the athletes. At The Yard at Citizens Bank Park, you'll find free activities like the Citizens Bank Fan Field, the Fanatic Rock Climbing Wall, and even a mini bullpen for your littlest pitchers. Plus, there's the Turkey Hill Ice Cream Bar and a special Hatfield Franks Hot Dog Launcher. It's all new, right in the yard at Citizens Bank Park, open before and during every Phillies home game. For tickets or info, visit phillies.com. And we're back, Phillies backstage, and Matt Mailer is here. And, you know, John, it's so classic. Matt just sat down, and uh, just to paint a picture for our fans, um... 
Matt has lost his power again in his house. <laughs> lost his power. Because you can see by the way he dresses no, every day. Fashion <laughs> follows me around, John. That's true. But Matt is also sporting a uh, – what, what color of hair is that? This John? is called Claire All Super Blonde, Tom. <laughs> Claire All Super – because you're – My wife, Debbie, did it. Debbie did it. Now, yeah. why are you sporting that hair uh, color right now, I, today? You don't remember that routine? It was last week. <laughs> Billy Idol. It was only a week ago. Yeah. I would like – It was uh, a routine that went down the uh, – the wormhole, but uh, <laughs> I was playing Billy Idol. Now, why were you playing Billy Idol? Uh, because it was Throwback Thursdays. So, yeah, that's and right. we bring Billy in for uh, for a dance with the fanatic. And, and then he was across the street with Bono, of course. <laughs> Did he make an a appearance? A little later in the night, yeah. <laughs> Two uh, heavyweights going out of Bono But he's, but he's also Idol. wearing a tan velour polo shirt. He's got uh, tan plaid sh- shorts with red underwear underneath. But you, you can, can see You can actually see with black socks and black sneakers. So it is a fine look for Matt Mailer. All right, This Tom. is one of my what better are, outfits, Tom, by the way. Where, where are we tucking st- that underwear. Isn't that what <laughs> Niedermeyer says? The flounder? <laughs> where, where do we start, Tom? Well, the underwear is a good place to start. Then you just bring a guy from Saturday Night Live to the game last week, John, and, and you went to come and visit the Fanatic in his dressing room, and well, Matt happened to be in there. Well, Matt told me, he said, uh, for the game, hey, I heard you're bringing Jay Farrow from Saturday Night Live uh, to the game. Can you, any way I can meet him? I said, Matt, no problem at all. So, uh, I'm walking Jay Farrow. I said, hey, Jay, we're right near the Fanatic's uh, office, or locker room. Would you like to go see the Fanatic? He's like, oh my God, I'd love to see the Fanatic. So, I go in there, and sure enough, the Fanatic's there, and Matt Mailer is there, and Matt Mailer is in <laughs> his underwear. But wait, John, yes. Tom mentioned it. It's a dressing room. You <laughs> went like, knock, You're right. knock, knock, and came right in. You're right. Not only with Jay Farrow, with his entire family. Yes. So, <laughs> Matt true. Matt was in his underwear, and we, and then, he, but he's, he's so excited to meet Jay Farrow. I was very excited. He's talking yeah. to Jay and talking to the, the family. He's probably forgetting he's in his underwear. <laughs> and I said, let's get a picture. So, we got a group picture, and, I'm like, and there's I'm like, Jay, Jay Farrow. His Jay, fa- I'm a big fan of your work. I'm in my underwear, and he's looking at me like, who's this guy with his underwear on? So we have and a picture fa- of you in the underwear, and I yeah. posted it on Facebook. So, And well, I told you to crop it from the uh, – I did not post it on Facebook, up. but I might. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things about this hair color, Matt, is how yeah. – what I want to tell folks, how committed you have been. This is your 25th year – with the Phillies. Unbelievable. Wow. 25 seasons. But, uh, that just shows you the compassion the, the Phillies com- organization has. <laughs> That's right. They hire they, you. They've employed me for this long. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when you delve into a character or even, uh, you know, as a good friend of the fanatic, I mean, you're totally committed. And I know your wife, when she was putting that stuff in yeah. your hair, she didn't want to do it, did she? No, not at all. <laughs> She was saying that she was blonding more of my uh, scalp than my actual hair. <laughs> That's right. Because I guess yeah. I have a couple bare patches yeah, yeah. up there. But Well, uh, tell folks, Matt, how uh, you originally started working for the Phillies. It was that time um, when uh, Dave Raymond, who was the original best friend of the Fanatic, right. uh, moved on. Uh, I was a good friend of the Fanatic at the time, but all of a sudden I got upgraded to the best friend of the Fanatic. But, again, I can't be everywhere with the Fanatic. And so uh, I know we were looking for somebody just to be a friend to this guy. And uh, – and how did you so, come across uh, it? What, actually, what happened, Tom, I was reading the Daily News one night, and it was an article on Dave Raymond, how he was retiring. There was a great picture of Eric Gregg and Dave uh, in one of their routines, and it, it talked about Dave's great career and how, towards the end of the article, the Phillies were looking for someone in a backup capacity. So I thought, oh. I could do that. You know what I mean? I've been playing all these goofy, uh, campy characters doing murder mysteries, which um, I really enjoyed. And uh, I was good at playing dumb guys and uh, nerds. That was my two specialties. <laughs> and uh, so I just I sent him my headshot and resume, which uh, Scott Brandreth still has to this day, my cheesy headshot. And uh, that was really the start of it. Yeah, the cheesy headshot. I, and, uh, I remember that, Matt, because, you know, we were going through. We got over 200 applicants, you know, when Dave Raymond left. And uh, I told my mom it was 1,000 you know, <laughs> just to go. make it a better well, story. Well, I do remember seeing that headshot and being like, wait a minute. I know that guy. <laughs> and just full disclosure, John, uh, Matt and I both graduated from uh, St. Joe's Prep, I 1983. Know. Class same year I, I did. Yeah. Not from St. Joe's Prep. And Tom, or Matt also is a, uh, now the best friend of the, or a very good friend of the Fanatic has to also be an athlete. And Matt is a, a tennis pro, right? So, yeah, he is. Yep. So yeah. you, ha- you have to be very athletic to be a good friend of the Fanatic. Yeah, so I was teaching <laughs> tennis during the day and I was I was doing these murder mysteries at night. All right, but Matt, I got a question for you. Sure. So one of your first, one of your first appearances, right, early in your career, um, yes. There was Wawa Hoagie Day. Now, as we said in the onset, uh, there, for some reason, when Tom's around the Fanatic, everything's fine. 
But when you're around the fanatics, it's almost like bad things happen. So what happened when Mayor Rendell uh, was uh, there for a big press conference on Wawa Hoogie Day? John, you promised me you were going to keep this positive. <laughs> <laughs> we're going is, right into the block. One of my worst, uh, this is a, worst moments, almost fireable well, It's not your worst yeah, moment. It was you. a fanatic. So. fanatic. Um, well, yeah. But, you know, I got in a lot of trouble. Right. But anyhow. All right. So what happened on that? So, uh, you know, uh, and I'm here I, to edit it too. If you try to again, you, yes, as Tom alluded to, I approach things in the beginning of my job from an acting perspective. Yes, and the fanatic is an eight-year-old kid at yes. heart. So I was trying to do what an eight-year-old would do, you know, literally what an eight-year-old would do. And uh, um, so, at that point in time, uh, the mayor had a pair of black black jogging shorts on. Right, he was. Uh, up on stage with a microphone in one hand and a hoagie in the other. And he's declared, this is Wawa Hoagie Day. There's an audience. There's media. There's thousands of people on Independence Park. Uh, They gave the mayor an award. And they gave the fanatic an award. I was back by the Grease Band. And the mayor just came back from jogging. The mayor came back from jogging. And I was back with the Grease Band. And the mayor starts his speech. Now, you know, as Tom knows, the fanatic is not a mascot that just waves and doesn't do anything he is the center of attention you know yes. and, and he always whether there's a microphone whether the guy's given a boring speech you you become the center of attention and the fanatic's an eight-year-old and he's an eight-year-old and again this was my uh first year of employment that you're okay. alluding to almost my last year of employment <laughs> but uh so what did the fanatic so, do so uh so you know i figured when your hands are occupied what do you do you, you pants the guy, right? Sure. Yeah. Why? I mean, of course. Why wouldn't so, you? Uh, and you right. told the fanatic to pants the mayor of Philadelphia? Yeah, so, uh, who went on to become the governor and the head of the DNC. And the That's fanatic it. went along with this, Look, this I plot? played CYO basketball for six years. You know what I mean? So I got pants plenty of times. And, uh, <laughs> okay. And one of the number one rules for pantsing somebody is their hands have, have to be occupied, right. which there was. He had a hoagie in one hand, microphone in the they other hand. They can't see you coming. Right. Right. And uh, he has to wear uh, a loosely secured pair so of shorts. So it fit all the criteria. All three criteria. Why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> all right. So that's that. Now Plus there I... was a fourth criteria. What was the fourth criteria? Lunch meat. <laughs> um, I, I just want to say, and then about uh, a few weeks later, the Fanatic had an appearance at City Hall, again, with Mayor Rendell. And I remember I was with the Fanatic that day, and I'm waiting for uh, the mayor um, in the mayor's office. And we're waiting to do this other press conference. And two of his big, burly security guards come <laughs> into the waiting area where I'm sitting. And uh, they came up to me. Uh, the Fanatic hadn't arrived yet. And they said, uh, yeah. We're going to be watching you today <laughs> because those two burly security guards yes. got in trouble when the ma- mayor is standing there in his, you know, in his no, underwear Matt, in front of, uh, you know, a thousand people. Now, Matt, you still kept your job, which is yes. shocking. Yeah. Um, uh, but then uh, also one of our sponsors back then that my daughter loves Reader's Water Ice. It's one of her favorite yeah. uh, Reader's Water Ice. So um, but Reader's Water Ice came up with a new mascot. And didn't you go didn't you go with the fanatic? To a to the CHOP, Children's Hospital, with the new Rita's Water Ice mascot. Thanks for keeping it positive again, John. We're, another, we're, we're, his show will be all positive. My, another one, one of my uh, fun stories. But, yes, yeah, so Rita's Water Ice Cup was there. And, Tom, I will tell you this. Uh, it was a photo shoot. They, they brought all the kids down in the lobby. And many of them were hooked up to IVs. There were some sick kids there. And the Rita's people had ice cream for everybody. They had the Fanatic, the Rita's Water Ice Cup, a couple other local mascots, and it was a great time for all the kids. However, the Rita's Water Ice Cup during the, the shoot kept bumping because into it's me. bulky, right? It had alligator arms and can see. Yeah, it's kind of five foot, and uh, it's the dessert. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> kept bumping into me, and I was bumping into the kids hooked up to the IV. Well, the Fanatic you know I mean? was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just whisper warned, hey, like, hey, Cup, you know, you know, watch where you're going. These kids are, you know, hooked up to IVs, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't get a clear response from the cup. But anyhow, the cup bumped, bumped in me a second time and then a third time. And then finally I was like, all right, that's it. Hey, you so got to protect the fanatic. I took the, the cup's little red foam hand and I walked over and I saw a, a broom closet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I opened up the broom closet and there was enough room and I just pushed. But, but didn't you tell the cup that, hey, we got to go visit the ward down here and let's follow me? I did. I just... No, I didn't tell the cup anything. I just, what did you, what I just pushed the cup into the broom closet should. and shut the door. Yeah. So then I go back to the lobby. It was a lobby at CHOP, and uh, the Rita's people were like, 
yo, fanatic, where's the cup? You know? And, and I just punched my shoulder. And they're pounding at the door. Wait, yeah. Rita still is a sponsor, so yeah. That, yeah. they must have gotten over it, I think. And, and didn't some nurse hear some banging on the door and yeah. like opened up the door and yeah, found this so, cup in there so banging their like, foot? So I pointed towards the, the broom closet, and they helped the, the closet out. What made the story uh, even you know more tragic was I was getting dressed with the cup, right. and when I took everything and i saw the cup it was a 12 year old girl inside you know what i mean and her mom drove her to the appearance and they were of course very upset with me so i had to apologize to uh, well and since we're on a roll here yes. um now didn't you accompany the fanatic on flex's birthday when there was a uh, broom hockey game uh, in between periods at the phantoms game at the phantoms game yeah absolutely and yeah. what ha- what happened there matt oh that was another uh, do you feel like this is an inquisition another, <laughs> it was another blunder <laughs> another blunder I feel like I should have my lawyer here, John. Yeah. <laughs> Can what, I receive what, counsel right now? What, what happened there? I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> You've already got two strikes against me. No, so uh, Tom Tom will tell you, you know, we do these events. And mascot uh, games, uh, interactive games, hockey games, basketball, broom ball, what have you, we're all meeting for, you know, we, we, know, we know each other from doing these jobs throughout the years, but we're all meeting 20 minutes before the appearance, we get our little assignment. Okay, you know, you're going to be on this team. You're going to be on that team, and you know, we go out. But you know, it's Fanatic hard to out. remember. It's hard to remember who's on your squad. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So I was in goal. Yeah. This was what, at the old. With Fanatic was in goal. Fanatic was in goal. Fanatic was goal because I just didn't feel like running up and down. Sure. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I you figured, probably have the highest stature of all these mascots. Uh, correct. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, 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 Fanatic. and the girth. Fanatic does. The girth makes the Fanatic a good goalie. You yes, know what I mean? Very good goalie. So, uh, so. The end was the the play was down the far end, and I had my hockey stick, and the uh, the fans in back of me were like, "Yo, fanatic, get him, crush him, kill the doughboy, kill kill the doughboy." Because you know the, the I mean? Pillsbury Doughboys was the sponsor of the Phantoms, and it was kind of yes. near the blue line. Correct. And it's a rough crowd. It's a, it's a tough crowd, so a hockey crowd. The doughboy drifted down towards like in front of the crease area, and the fans were really. Got him, fanatic. So he was like the Paul Holmgren of mascots, you know, in front of Gary Dornhofer. Exactly. (laughs) I really got into it, and you know, we're we're all people pleasers here. You know what I mean? So I wanted to please the fans. So I took my stick and I I broke it over the Doughboy's back. Cross check. Uh, or was it more just, just like a it was, Ogie Oglethorpe? Was it an Ogie Oglethorpe? Yeah, it was like a cross check, a hard okay. cross check. So anyhow, he, I face planted him. He went right down, and the fans all cheered. That was great, you know, this and that. So uh, after we're all in the locker room with all the mascots, and I see the Doughboy, and he was a young kid, and I, you know, I felt pretty bad for him. So I said, Hey, listen, um, I'm sorry for cross checking you there. You know, I know you didn't. I, I said I generally don't do that. I don't like to really. Uh, promote violence at all i said but you know you were in my crease you know what i mean <laughs> you were in the fanatics crease i am exactly. the goalie and he looked at me he's like dude i'm on your team <laughs> so uh that was another little the fanatic checked his own teammate <laughs> yeah oh, right down right down down he goes <laughs> well you know you got to be careful when the fanatic is with matt that's that's the thing you just don't know you, you just, just never, never know. know. You never know. But I think our fans know Matt more. I mean, as far as, as maybe seeing you or like, oh, oh, that guy. I've seen him before the game. You know, certainly it's these characters have, you've played, Matt. And one of the first ones you ever did, you, you joined the Fanatic uh, uh, on a Fanatic birthday party. And we had a big superhero birthday party with the Fanatic. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, everything was going great. But then opposition man showed up and opposition man put a spell on the kids uh, the scoreboard started flashing marlin stuff billy the marlin showed up and everybody was like zombies and it was all because of opposition man put a spell on uh, the fanatics party what do you remember from your great role as opposition man uh well there's a couple a couple great moments uh i remember um, as you know, Tom, you, you were like a child of the 70s and 60s like me. I love the Batman series. Yes. That was my, you know, Frank Gorshin, all those characters were, that's what I loved watching as a kid. And to me, Opposition Man was like kind of right in that campy superhero, supervillain mode. Yeah. Do you remember uh, what you wore? I mean, you... Uh, oh, you yeah, had a mask. Yeah, I had a like... gold mask. I had my buddy, uh, Pat McCluskey, made the outfit. I had a big O in the front for Opposition Man. I bought a muscle shirt 
inside, you know what I mean? And, give it uh, some bulk. And I remember the... Uh, I had the, a utility belt type utility deal belt and a cape. And a cape that had the um, the um all the logos of yes. all the other major league teams. Hence, Opposition Man. Yeah, that was actually a curtain in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, so that was... Shocking. A, yeah, just grabbed that. And that was a gold LeMay cape, and I had gold LeMay boots yeah. with gold uh, gloves, yeah. too. Yeah. Now, one of, the, one of the worst decisions I think we made uh, in a promotions meeting is we said, hey, we should give Opposition Man the microphone, a live microphone. So, Not well, recorded, but a live microphone. So when you came out and uh, you did grab the microphone from Dan Baker, do you remember that? I grabbed the mic, but it was great. The Phillies did a great job because when I came in, they had all this like menacing music and a smoke machine. And then everything... Uh, kind of went on the fritz on the field right yes. the mascots were all under this weird trance and uh you know dan baker was you know he became uh you know you was know, he your nemesis you know <laughs> he was uh well he was doing the play-by-play and he was you know what's going on on the field fanatic you know yeah, we have yeah. you know pandemonium everywhere and, and uh i was like oh perfect punctuation baker you know so that was like the big line and uh yeah, it was it was it was a great day. But then, you, John, I, I know John, you remember what happened next because now, uh, just to, again, we're pulling back the curtain a little bit. We had um, Super Fanatic was going to make his big debut to to foil Opposition Man. Yes. And the way we had it, we had gone through the uh, FAA to get clearance that, uh, that a helicopter would arrive on the field with the uh, with Super Fanatic. So at the right at the right time, here comes Super Fanatic. The helicopter rises above the ballpark from the uh, parking lot. Dan Baker says, look, kids, in the air. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Super Fanatic. And the helicopter is going back and forth with Super Fanatic sitting in a uh, trapeze underneath the helicopter. Well, it keeps going back and forth, back and forth. That was a stunt Super Fanatic. We had two outfits made. The fanatic, the real fanatic, was in the uh, Phillies uh, dugout waiting for the helicopter to land. Uh, the, the stunt uh, super fanatic was going to chase opposition man off the field into the dugout, and that's when we were going to make the switch where the real fanatic, real super fanatic, was going to come out. So it, it, the helicopter wouldn't land. And so we had a plan B. He couldn't land because it was too windy. It was too windy. So we had a plan B where the fanatic was going to come out onto the field on his ATV once the helicopter lowered down enough. So, you know, it would look like, hey, he landed in the parking lot, jumped on his ATV, came out on the field. Well, the Fanatic comes out onto the field, and guess what? Super Fanatic. Was the still other super in the air. Was still in the air. And I was, was in the brutal. stands, and there was a 8-year-old kid behind me, and the 8-year-old kid turns to his dad when he's looking at the Fanatic dangling from the helicopter and the Fanatic already coming out of the third base uh, or the right yeah, field tunnel. And the kid, the kid says... I'm so confused. <laughs> I think there are a lot of kids in therapy after that. A lot of therapy. Game. A lot of therapy that happened. Well, there. And just to wrap up the opposition man thing, because it was great, and Matt was brilliant. We wound up bringing opposition man back that year a couple times, and he'd come out onto the field and do a routine where instead of the uh, usually the fanatical smash the opposing team right. helmet, opposition man would come out with a Phillies helmet. You know, on the third base side with the big tamper, and you right. know, and then super fanatic would come out and save the day. Maybe and I'd shoot be him. like. Fanatic for too long, you've destroyed the opposing team's helmets. You know, <laughs> yeah, today yeah. the Phillies helmet will get smashed. You yes. know, and, and you know it became a big thing. Even Harry would be like, "Oh, there's that opposition man yeah. again." Like, Harry right you there. know, yeah. And yeah. so even Harry was into it. Well, what happened one day, Matt? You you put the helmet down, and well, I came out. One day, out. Uh, I put my muscle shirt on in uh, backwards. I guess I was in a rush or whatever. So I got out on the field. You know, today opposition, the, the reign of the fanatic is over. And um. This guy yelled out to me, yo, opposition man, lay off the beer. Because <laughs> I had a – it made my stomach look bigger. Plus, my, my utility belt was pretty tight. But but uh, sometimes a fanatic would come out maybe shoot opposition man with the water gun. Exactly. But on this particular occasion, yeah. again, going back to the old Batman days, remember Bam and Pow. Remember? Yeah. Kapow, yeah. So yeah, the Kapow. fanatic – you know, the fanatic uh, – We did all that. We yeah. did it. And so uh, the fanatic goes to – you know, you're supposed to pull your, you know, pull your punches. You're not supposed to actually make the connection. It's like – uh, the, the world fanatic fettered. never pulls his punches. <laughs> no, the fanatic connected. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> Knocked, laid me right out. Knocked the opposition man right out right onto out. the field. You Not know. the first time he's laid <laughs> and, people uh, out. You know, so it's very. You know, Matt. You know, he. he uh, well, one of my one of my favorite because again we have 
there's so many roles that he's had. But just before we go to break, just uh, one of the, the fan favorites, I think, is the fake umpire. Now, do you remember the first time that you went out there as a fake umpire? Now, talk, you go out like right when during a break, right? And right. you kind of stroll out from the third base side, right, in an umpire outfit, right? And yeah, you, absolutely. The first time we did it, uh, Tom, as, as we like to do, we, we meet with the umpires. And um, Tom Gorman was the umpire. I remember it. And um, uh, Tom explained, you know, okay, uh, you know, this is what we're going to do. And uh, um, at that point in time, uh, I believe Sandy Alderson was ahead of MLB umpires. So they put out a mandate that the umpires couldn't dance with the mascots. But Tom had the great idea, well, what if we dress up one of our uh as a fake umpire. Yeah, one of our guys as a fake umpire. So that's how it all uh, started. That's how it started. And, Matt, yeah. I remember that day so well because uh, for years the Fanatic would always goof with the actual umpires. You know, yeah. it was kind of neat. The Fanatic messes with the players and the umpires. This was the first time we'd ever made the switch and put a plant out there. Matt was the guy. Ricky Martin was big at the time. Right, Ricky Martin. And yeah. I'll never forget when Matt – took off his sh- his shirt to reveal this like so hold on so, so just so people understand yeah, yeah. so the fake umpire goes out in between yes. innings and you go out and you fold your arms you pretend like to do whatever an umpire does you know yeah i had my hair dyed to look like ricky martin but i i, <laughs> I look more like sid vicious you know I, mean? <laughs> I guess i just don't look but, like but ricky all martin. the fans think you're a real umpire and all, the umpires all, all go away the, from you all the fans and our president dave montgomery yes was completely shocked like what has gotten into this umpire? Yeah, yeah, it was the and first then they time. Because oh, no. then the umpire took Matt. off his clothes and then started dancing as Ricky Martin. And I did my salsa, right? Or little my salsa. Version of the salsa. You whipped out a rose and uh, mm-hmm. put it in your mouth, and you did the uh, tango with the fanatic who was yeah. dressed as a senorita at the time. And I think the song was "She Bangs," and it was uh, yeah, it, it was really cool. Just the reaction because it did take everybody by surprise. And then from that moment on, you know, when when we get back, Matt, you know, uh, John, we'll talk about some of the other characters Matt's played. He's he's played. Different umpire well, characters. Just, just as an addendum to that story, though, because <laughs> I'm meeting with Tom and the umpires, and, and Tom was like, oh, you know, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. Uh, Matt's going to come out, and, and uh, you know, Matt, you t- tell him what you're going to do. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go out there, and I'm going to, you know, stand like your basic umpire. And, you know, I, I gave arms. my, like, crossed arms, like, wide wide leg uh, stance and uh, Tom Gorman was like we don't stand like that <laughs> and I'm like yeah I know but that's how I you know imagine you guys to stand yeah. I said I'll throw in a couple of you know yeah. Matt always gets in the character uh, John as you know so let's uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about some of these other characters Matt has famously played right after this Bring your family to a Phillies game this season, and your kids can play as hard as the athletes. At the Yard at Citizens Bank Park, you'll find free activities like the Citizens Bank Fan Field, the Fanatic Rock Climbing Wall, and even a mini bullpen for your littlest pitchers. Plus, there's the Turkey Hill Ice Cream Bar and a special Hatfield Franks Hot Dog Launcher. It's all new right in the yard at Citizens Bank Park, open before and during every Phillies home game. For tickets or info, visit phillies.com. back with Matt Mailer, the man of a thousand faces and disguises. Uh, in the break, we're talking about, wait, but we got to tell this other story. No, no. It's, it, you gotta, <laughs> we got to get this one in. No, we got, uh, the fact is, John, this is part one. Uh, the second half of the season, we're definitely yes. bringing Matt in because I, uh, we, Andrea Guest works for the Phillies, and she handles all Can the... Can I have that in writing time? <laughs> yeah, you're coming back. <laughs> uh, that, but Andrea uh, handles all uh, the fanatic uh, appearances, and um, we would be nothing without her. And she has been keeping a running list of all the different characters Matt has played. And it, the list is so long. I mean, we talked about Opposition Man. We talked about, uh, you know, Matt's uh, work as an umpire. It is funny. With that umpire, when, we, when you first went out there, Matt, and then that did spawn a whole bunch of other things that you could do now that you could kind of dress up as an umpire. Certainly on Irish Night, that's one of your, uh, your famous acts. Yeah, and the, acts. the amazing thing is, uh, you know, is as long as we've been doing it, the fans still think I'm a real umpire when I first go out there. Yeah. And... and, and you know, I just think uh, it works out well because 
people get out of their seats or whatever, end of fifth inning, they're distracted. Then they see this umpire, and they, they still get a great, like, they do. nice laugh from it. And I don't think they see. I think when the Fanatic comes out on the field, like, all attention is on Correct. the Fanatic when he drives exactly. across the field. So yeah. that does allow you to make the switch. So maybe people don't see it. But then they got to know when you <laughs> – because now we made the rip-away pants. So yes. when you rip off yeah, your we're, pants – We're very sophisticated now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've gotten into serious comedy, John. <laughs> when the pants come off and you're That's wearing – That's when the comedy really starts. <laughs> <laughs> the pants come off. And you're wearing the, the kilt, and uh, yeah. you have green, you tuck your green hair because you dye your hair green on Irish night, yeah, right? Absolutely. So at that point, shouldn't the fans understand that maybe this isn't really an umpire? Probably, yeah. It depends <laughs> how much alcohol they But drunk. I love, too, yeah. like there's different, like on. Um, when, when they had the Olympics, right? Then you you oh. played you played a an Olympic uh, representative from Canada, right? No, I was during the Olympics. I was Rex Ronald, the Rex? Uh, gold medalist in the '84 ping pong. Uh, ping pong Olympics. Yeah. Were you gold or bronze? I don't I think was Rex. Bronze. Yeah, yeah, Rex yeah, didn't yeah. take the gold. No, he he only won the, the bronze. And what was fun about that is that Rex is a ping pong player, but yet. Uh, all during the Olympics, uh, we would do a different routine and a different sport each night. Right. So God bless Rex, first of all, because you know weightlifting really wasn't uh, Rex's sport. But you, no. you attempted that any- anyway, didn't you? I tried that, and uh, the Rex Ronald routine was another one. Uh, actually, it was really funny because when I during the broadcast, I come out and um, I had these sport performance goggles on, and I have my Olympic shirt on, and I have my my bronze medal. Hand-drawn uh, the, the yeah. five rings on his, his and, uh, shirt. Just Gary like Matthews is watching the broadcast, right. and they do, they do it, and he's just like, oh, boy. <laughs> he just had a groan that was, like, great. But that was another routine where uh, our fanatic did not pull any punches. Uh, Rex got clotheslined at the end of it. <laughs> when also well, did, yeah. No, I was going to say, with the weightlifting routine, we'd bring out this this big gigantic barbell right and matt would try as rex ronald try to lift this barbell and he makes the funniest faces i mean he would just make these faces to try to lift this thing up so then he's sweating and he's grunting and he lifts it up well then he's got it up there and he's stuck he's got this big huge barbell and he's wearing this ridiculous outfit taking one out of uh the fanatics playbook uh the fanatic would then pants Rex Ronald because he's wearing sweats. So now yeah. he's got uh, yellow boxers with a happy face in the front. <laughs> right. And then the fanatic would get the, ch- the powder. It's that good that it's a happy face. The, the powder. See, Rex would use powder to get his, yes. uh, you know, talcum powder. powder. Yeah. Talcum powder. Right. Yeah. The fanatic would get this big, huge thing of talcum powder <laughs> and just <laughs> douse yeah. him right in his face. And uh, he's still stuck holding the barbells there, uh, sweating and grunting and uh, looking I'm either very getting ridiculous. Pied or pummeled or, so you you're know. like the shemp. You're the Chef yeah, of the Phillies. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. So because you get water on you as the opposition fan. Sometimes yeah. you're wearing a Mets hat and uh, fanatical heat with a super We're soaker. We're making this sound really complex. I'm the guy that Tom just buries <laughs> wait, every night. Wait, you mentioned, Let's not make it sound hey, like we're doing you know, listen, Shakespeare. Last week we talked about Pot Roast. You, you, instead of coming out as Meatloaf, you came uh, out as his half-brother, Pot Roast. On right. night. And yeah. you just admit it right here in the seat, Matt, that the only thing you got to do is you know take the pie in the face or the – and you – what am I admitting to on this well, one? No, you, you messed up. Because, you know, oh, my God. You, you missed me with the pie. The fanatic it went to hit the fanatic, pot roast. Fanatic the fanatic went to hit you, uh, pot roast with a pie, and you flinched. The fanatic not only got me, he got the security guard <laughs> and a fan. Because you, you <laughs> moved. this fan. This poor guy had his new Philly shirt, <laughs> yeah. and there was all this uh, whipped cream. But you moved. It, aren't you supposed to just stand there and take it like a man? Hey, listen. Pot roast is a, uh, he's an unpredictable character. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's from Texas, and uh, you uh, never know what you're going to get from him. And didn't you also? It's not uh, easy being Meatloaf's half brother. Did, didn't all these you years. start? Didn't <laughs> you start a uh, international international incident uh, as a royal mountie? Oh. Uh, candidate, didn't we? Didn't we? Uh, did Trudeau make a phone call to, uh, yeah, to our Scott, government? Scotty Palmer, uh, myself, Matt Wilkinson. I guess we had a couple other Kenny guys. Kenny Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had five guys dressed up as Mounties. Because we were playing the, I'm assuming, the Blue Toronto Jays. Blue Jays. Toronto yeah. Blue Jays. It was that time yeah. they were having that big conference in Toronto. So the, the yes. uh, Toronto had to play their home games here at Citizens Bank Park. So the Fanatic thought, hey, let's make the, the, the fans and the team welcome, and we'll have the Canadian Mounties here. Yeah, and what's funnier than the Mounties? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, is there anything funnier than – and, uh, yeah, that was – 
that was really fun. I don't remember the whole nature of the routine. Well, what happened we, is we uh, the the Mounties marched out onto yeah, the field was, in front of the uh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. They're all in sync and mm-hmm. looking very professional. And the fanatic drives out on the four wheeler. He's uh, right next to these guys, and they're they're not moving. They're very serious. They're Canadian Mounties. It's mm-hmm. very serious. And YMCA is coming on, and they're not dancing to the YMCA. But then right. uh, eventually uh, the guys start getting loose, and they start uh, having some fun and dancing with the fanatic. The problem was at the end of the game, somebody did approach Scott Palmer and say, um, you know, maybe the Fanatic shouldn't be making fun of the the Canadian. The Toronto Embassy sent like a letter or a call. You know what I mean? They were very upset that we were making fun of the... uh, You were just, did you say you were just doing Dudley Do-Right? Or what were you, was that your excuse? I don't think they're Dudley Do-Right fans. I let Scott Palmer, (laughs) let Scott Palmer handle the whole thing. Yeah, we let Scott. But you were also in the Front Street Boys, right? The Front Street Boys, that was another... Uh, band when uh, that was during our nate, uh, 90s night. Yep. So 90s we wanted night. to play a boy band and uh, Andrew's brother uh, Gary Nusera and um, myself and his buddy Eric. Yeah. We but here's have- the problem with that one, John. See, Matt really and throws Bubba. himself into these characters, and yeah. I'm telling you, he went up there and they would worked out this routine. That was one of those routines where the fans really thought they were a boy band. <laughs> right. They had great right. moves. They were dancing. They, they were the singing. Outfits. They had T-shirts made. They gave out to people T-shirts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, I love the Front Street Boys. Yeah, and a lot of times at the end of this, usually Matt is so goofy and you know. You know, over the top. Over the top that the Fanatic does pie him or shoots him with uh, what. But on that routine, they were so good. You didn't want to interrupt it. I didn't want to interrupt it. Interrupt it was like really right. good. He did, of course. He's still soaked. Yeah, we, you know, still, the got, we still got the down, down. But uh, <laughs> that was one of the rare ones where the people – normally, what would you say, Tom? It's about three or five seconds between people realize I'm a real tool bag up there. And, yeah, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take too long. No, it no. does not take long. But this one, I, for whatever reason, I found this uh, French, it was like this French pop group that sung this song, and I thought, wow, this would be perfect. And we had, uh, you know, the 90s had the headsets. Yep. And I had, uh, remember uh, Bronzing Gel? You remember Bronzing Gel sure. in the 90s? <laughs> sure. Sure. John did it every so day. I had, yeah. uh, I, I had Bronzing Gel. All the guys had Bronzing Gel on, and we had, uh, you know, these uh, very colorful shirts and matching pants we look like a 90s boy band or maybe an aging 90s boy band. but <laughs> and, and the, the really unbelievable uh after that like like tom said the, the crowd really thought we were legitimate yeah. singers you know what i mean and uh so they weren't really sure uh you know what to do but uh my buddy eric who was in the in the group just had elbow surgery you know what i mean so at the end of the song we had a we do a bow and i grabbed my bandmates <laughs> arms and you know you do the the, the yep. hands up in the air well i forgot that he had elbow reconstruction surgery <laughs> so as i'm grabbing uh, he's like ah <laughs> and uh and uh, he's like dude my elbow and i'm like i'm so sorry you know what i mean but, uh, but, speak, but speaking of the 90s we have oh, to we yeah. have to lay out a couple of minutes for uh for this one but in the i believe it was 1997 correct me if i'm wrong 97 98 um now, I, there, we had this thing called Bleacher Beach, which is out in left field. And the team wasn't very good. We were, we were suffering in attendance. And Dennis Mannion, uh, our boss, came up with the idea that we're going to have Bleacher Beach. We're going to have an area where have it fun out in left field and have, build a, have a lifeguard stand, have a beach ball, bring some sand out there, kind of have a party out there. Well, we try it, but it's, it's just not attracting the people. So they said, we need to come up with a character. So we came up with this character, Johnny Fresh. So I went down to South Street, uh, young in my career, and I went to this uh, old, eight, or old um, clothing shop. And I, this is before Mike Myers in Austin Powers. I went and basically got an Austin Powers outfit. It was a plaid jacket, ruffled shirt, plaid tight pants, like rock star pants that like, you know, Steven Tyler would wear. I had platform shoes. I had a Howard Stern, Twisted Sister type wig, and I had a top hat with flowers. So I go out there for the first uh, uh, couple, and big sunglasses, and I went there out, out there as Johnny Fresh. So after the first night, uh, I'm about to you know, come out as Johnny Fresh on the second night, and who comes into my office with a guy with yellow and green, same thing, a yellow and green plaid jacket, a ruffled yellow and green ruffled shirt, plaid yellow and green pants. And it was like a, I had a tan platform 70s shoes. leisure suit. Yes, and on. you had a wig yeah, and big wig, sunglasses yeah. and a hat, uh, one of those like 
Jif hats, whatever. Yeah. And I said, who are you? And you said... I'm Lemon Lime. I'm Lemon Lime. And with an English accent. English so then accent. we decided... Is that, is that an Australian accent? I don't, or know, is what that, the, I don't know that accent. I, I think we did. are more from like Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still got Billy on a So Matt and I, as Johnny Fresh and Lemon Lime, uh, went out like two idiots and performed out in left field. Uh, and they, 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 Dennis Manning kept adding to it. He said, you guys should bring a microphone out there and introduce yourselves. So we'd say, it's Johnny Fresh and Lemon Lime and you're the American fan stand and it's time and it, to rock and, the lobster yeah, and then we'd play some bad 70s disco song right, sometimes yeah. rock lobster rock yeah. lobster but but then we started thinking like what can we do more so we go out there and the fanavision if you remember at the vet they had a, a rickety scaffold so somebody some poor worker had to get up there to change light bulbs because obviously there's tons of light bulbs up there on fanavision so some poor soul had to get up there on that rickety wooden uh, in a hydraulic with a hydraulic lift that went up there and, and you're going up pretty high because you're you know you're up on fanavision and the bulbs were really hot really hot when you so, were up there it was really so this hot, is again yeah. once before lawyers uh were hired by the phillies and they allowed lemon lime and johnny fresh to get on the scaffold and we while the game was going on we we'd lift ourselves up there and then right when the inning ended bam they they Cut to us dancing like idiots. I'd make the announcement. We'd make the, you know, and then we'd start dancing on this rickety scaffold that we could have fallen through, like, very easily. And we were, again, uh, and Johnny Fresh was supposedly scared of heights, but I guess that really wasn't and the case. As a side note to that, John would take me aside when we first do it, and he's like, hey, Matt, listen, um, I don't know if you know this, but I have a fear of heights. Try not to go up that high. He was in, Lemon Lives in I charge of the button. I was in charge of the button that yeah, brought yeah, us yeah. all the way up. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, all right. you know. But once the music started going, I was bringing that thing all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah, you got and, to. And uh, it, once it stopped, uh, I would turn around, and John, who supposedly – fear of heights i'd look over at him and he'd be like dancing his leg would be over the over Rail. the railing he'd be going crazy so didn't you tell about wish the microphone one night well well hold on before we get to that this this, this sports center what did dan patrick uh, say yeah, so dan patrick this is about our like second week of doing this and we actually had a um a little cold following you know what i mean or at least in our minds yeah, we, had some groupies. we, had some we have a little following yeah, yeah. I mean, we paid them to cheer for us yeah. but anyhow uh so uh Sports Center opened up. It was a Phillies game, and, and Dan Patrick was like, How bad are things in Philadelphia? These two guys are the star of the show. And it had us, John, you know, we yeah. were dancing. Oh, it was the oh, opening of Sports Center. Things. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Now, certain players loved, like Scott Rowland used to love Johnny Fresh Lemon Lime, but yeah, most yeah. of the guys really didn't like it. And I think that was kind of the start of yeah. uh, my sour relationship with uh, with our star pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but tell, yeah, tell, uh, so tell about the time when Johnny Fresh and Lemon Lime went up there and uh, the microphone was um, was taken. Well, I can. Uh, I'll let you handle uh, as far as when it was stolen. But um, yeah, we went up there one time with a uh, with a choir. You know, it was a, a African American choir, and we were doing Stomp. You know what I mean? Kirk Franklin, right? Kirk Franklin, and um, you know, the uh, it was a really great singing choir. And but I think their leader was you know more on the religious side of things. And of course, John. Um, Johnny Fresh. Johnny Fresh, yeah. Johnny Fresh would just be going crazy, dancing all over the place. And the choir leader kind of viewed this as being a little, you know. Sacrilegious. Sacrilegious, exactly. And I picked up on it right away that she was not digging uh, John's act at all. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? So I kind of steered away from her when John just was oblivious and yeah, dancing we, all over the place. <laughs> she tried to get us kicked out. But then the other thing is, again, when I make my – Johnny Fresh would make the announcement you yeah. know, on the microphone right when the inning ended – uh, and I'd say, it's Johnny Fresh and I'm alive, and you're at the American fan stand. So then I'd put the microphone, I'd turn it off, and I'd put the microphone in my pocket. Well, we start dancing, and I've, and I've got these, again, these tight pants that have shallow pockets. And either the microphone fell out or this little uh -oh. kid who's like 10 years old took the wallet or took the uh, the, the um, microphone, and next thing you know, we're dancing around, the music's blaring, we're thinking everything's... All of a sudden, we, we hear this over the loudspeaker, we hear this, yo, 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 what the blank's up? What the oh. blank's up? Yo, yo. All of a sudden, we're like, Matt, Matt and I are like, someone just commandeered Dan Baker's like, studio. Someone just got Dan Baker's <laughs> microphone. All of a sudden, we realize they have our microphone. <laughs> Johnny Fresh, Lemon Lime, running over there, like, grabbing the it's microphone like the out of the kid. the first broadcasting. You don't, you know, you don't... Abandon the microphone? Your, yeah, 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 you gotta hold on to that yeah. thing.
That was uh, not <laughs> was good. Like, I'm Mikey, and I'm here to party. <laughs> but I think that, I think one of the favorite things was Johnny Fresh and Lemon Lime. You know, we'd get we have our own driver, Eric, right? He would Eric take us up on the four wheeler. Yeah. We would go up the ramp, and sometimes we would pass the fanatic. So one time, Johnny Fresh, Lemon Lime were on our way down when the fanatic was on his way up to do his routine, and Johnny Fresh leaned over to Lemon Lime and said, "Look, Lemon Lime, it's the old mascot." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, fanatic never forgave. Uh, and where's there's some uh, tension? Where, where is uh, you know Lemon? Lime and they died know. in a bizarre gardening accident. Right, he, yeah. and the fanatic stills here. Hey, exactly. Before we let you go, too, Matt, I, I, and I know John's got a quick quiz for you. We got a lot of stories here, and we, we are going to bring you back on. But I, can I just tell you my favorite, and it's one that you, you know, we kind of both tell, and it's the day the Ninja Turtles came to town. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> when the Ninja Turtles came to town, John, uh, it was really pretty cool. It was like the real outfits. They recorded uh, actors with those voices of Donatello and Michelangelo. You know, hey, guys, come over here. We're at the ballpark. Like, it was a very elaborate skit we had, and we needed an evil ninja. So we were playing Mets. the Mets, right? The <laughs> we were playing Mets. the Mets. Yeah. And the uh, evil ninja, of course, is wearing a Mets hat, Come comes out. And it's in the fifth inning, and uh, we had practiced this, right, Matt? We go out on the concourse, and we were, we had an idea of the fanatic throwing a net over you, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I was dressed up as a ninja. I had my Mets hat on backwards, and I was a you know a ninja with a New York accent, and I had my ninja garb on. And um, uh, what happened was we had a net, but uh, Tom thought it would be a great idea. <laughs> to drag the ninja off the field, off the you field. know what I mean? And uh, so I'm meeting with Tom before the game, and as I go into his office, he's staring at this S-hook, you know what I mean? And I'm like... It's like a little metal hook. It's an S-hook, yeah. you know? And I'm like, Tom, what's up with the hook? And he's like, oh, you know, Matt, I'm just, uh, I got to figure out how to, you know, hook, hook the- this up to my four-wheeler. I'm going to put you on the, after I put a net over you, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on this death sled and I got to drag you off the field. And I'm like, I'm looking at this hook and I'm like, Tom, I don't think that hook's big enough. You know what I mean? And he's like, Matt, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll it'll be, fine. be okay. You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. So, uh, you know, we, we do the routine. Yeah, we do the routine. You know, uh, the nin- Matt shows great. up as the ninja. You know, the fanatic gets on top of the four-wheeler, throws over this net. Again, just like Batman would do. You know, that's how they always got Absolutely. a guy with a big net. The fanatic goes and hooks the back of the net to the back of the ATV. And the plan is he's going to drive uh, around home plate and off the field, <laughs> dragging the ninja off the field. And I'm out on the field doing all my ninja moves. Yeah. I'm pirouetting. And the New York Mets fans, you know, they're yelling, you know, kick his ass, ninja, kick his green ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm, like, getting into it and everything. Well, hold and on, then, let me beep you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks, beep. Rob Brooks. And for, then, uh, and then, but we, we go around. Yeah. I, you know, the Fanatic drives around home plate. And uh, well, what happens, Matt? So uh, right around home plate, Tom revs the engine. Now, the Fanatic does. The Fanatic does. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the fanatic does. And now i got to remember, I'm on my back, and I'm holding, you know, I've just, you know, gotten beaten up, and I'm holding the, the, the sled. And right around, he revs the engine, I hear this pinging noise, you know, like, ping, ping, like that. And I'm like, uh, and I feel something <laughs> on the top of my head. And it's that that S-hook that I told him was too small. It break, it severs and shoots into my head. So now... <laughs> the, the S-hook he was afraid of. Can you imagine what the odds? My what free the hand. This sounds like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> with my free hand, I go check, and it comes back bloody. So I'm bleeding, you know what I mean? And the crowd's cheer and everything. And Tom's like, oh, no, that went great. You know, I'm like, uh, Tom, I think I'm... Uh, I think I'm bleeding. I'm back in the office, and and he's like, "Ah, oh, let me look at that, Matto." And I, and I turn to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're gushing. <laughs> you better get that looked at." So I have to go to the uh, first CBP aid. first aid along the concourse here, and but I, I'm you, so oblivious. are you in your ninja outfit? I'm dressed as the ninja. <laughs> So I'm like, I like knock on the door, and the, and the woman's like, "Can I help you?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm the evil ninja." And I'm like, "Yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I, I need a couple stitches. I'm bleeding from the top of my head." And she's like, "What happened to you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I was doing a routine 
with the fanatic and uh she's like you were doing a routine with the fanatic and i was just like you know oh my god look at this guy you know what i mean look at this schmuck but uh, uh it was a very ambitious i i you know thought to, that we were going to be able to drag the ninja off the field but the, the you know the fanatic kept going he went up the truck ramp meanwhile yeah. matt still tangled up in a net behind home plate they had to get him off the field it, you but, know what uh, it reminds oh. me of that it reminds me and i have to tell this quick story and then we'll go to the trivia um do you remember when we had SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah. Now, can yeah. you tell that story? Yeah. Tell it. Well, Sponge, it's a great costume, you know, the SpongeBob uh, costume. And Fnatic uh, thought it'd be funny. Bring him down onto the field uh, with Patrick, the starfish, and they're going to do YMCA. And it's funny because, you know, when SpongeBob goes to do YMCA, he's got these flimsy arms. He can't lift them all, all the way up in the air. And, and uh, Patrick, the starfish, just his arms is just, just starfish arms. Right. He can't do it. So the Fnatic is always disgusted when, you know, SpongeBob. Bob can't do YMCA. Well, he, he puts, you know, to get him off the field, the Fanatic puts SpongeBob SquarePants on the back of the four-wheeler. This is the vet. At the vet, facing the back of, you know, so he's looking yep. at, uh, at the back. So we go off the field, around home plate, and we go up the truck ramp. And Which is a pretty steep incline. Yeah, it was a steep incline. <laughs> and... SpongeBob does a face plant off the back of the ATV and just flat. And right the Fnatic doesn't know down. that he fell off no, the back. No, no. And uh, I heard a slam. Fnatic at the top of the ramp looked back, and it's just the the face the of Spongebob. doesn't know, and he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> the face of SpongeBob is just in, you know, face planted, and the fans can still see it. And Bobby Abreu was Bobby losing Abreu, it on the field. He, he saw it, and he was he was laughing. It was just a very funny look. <laughs> All right, but a lot of stories, Matt. Get ready because John has a trivia challenge for you, and uh, I never know what he's going to do. This is the John Brazier segment oh, here. Oh boy! And yes, we always but he's going to screw it up. Yes, that I know. It, yes, if one thing is consistent, I, I mess up this uh, trivia, so it somehow gets convoluted along its way. There's a dispute. There's something. Uh, so Matt, okay. I always I always pick a trivia. Um, for an area of expertise of our guest. Okay. Okay, so I mentioned... Boy, what the, would that be? Well, we mentioned in the very... We, <laughs> Underwear. We mentioned, yes. Compression <laughs> shorts. We, we, we mentioned in the very beginning that you are a tennis pro, right? Yes. So, yes. Uh, so I figured with Wimbledon coming up, I'm going to give you some Wimbledon trivia. All right, bring it on. And uh, right now I have, uh, let's see, I have seven questions. I don't know why I go seven, but I go seven. And Tom, what does he win if he gets five oh, out of seven? He's got to get five out of seven. He is going to win the Community Energy Solar-Powered uh, Liberty Bell that we're giving away Sunday, uh, wow. Sunday oh, when wow. the uh, Phillies uh, face the Nats. To all uh, kids. kids. 14 and under. All right, you ready? Right, so good luck. Pressure is on. Pressure. All on. right, question number one: yeah. Which player hold? It's A, B, C, and D. So you get some multiple choice. Mm -hmm. Which player holds the record for most singles championships ever at Wimbledon? Is it A, Martina Navratilova? B, Serena Williams? C, Roger Federer? D, Rafael Nadal? Martina Navratilova. You are correct. Bang. You are one for she one. She has a lot of doubles titles. All right. Who won the Wimbledon's women's double crown at the age of 15 years, 282 days, to become the youngest Grand Slam champion ever? Is it A, Andrea Jaeger, B, Tracy Austin, C, Martina Hingis, D, Marion Bartoli? All right. I think I know this one. Tracy Austin. That is incorrect. Oh. It's Martina Hingis. Ooh. Okay. That so, was going right. to be my guess, Matto. All right. Which two champions hold the record for most total titles, singles, doubles, and mixed doubles combined at Wimbledon? Okay, I'm going to give you pairings. Is it Venus and Serena? Is it Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova? Is it Roger Federer and Martina Navratilova? Is it Bjorn Borg and Chrissy Everett? So, again, Venus and Serena, Billie Jean and Nat Martina, Roger and Martina, Bjorn and Chrissy. I'll go Roger and Martina. It is Billie Jean and Martina. Oh, oh, All right, come on. Oh, boy. So okay. now you got a sweep here. i got a sweep. Okay. Who won the men's singles title in 2002, becoming the first wild card winner in Wimbledon history? Okay, wild card. So they, they basically had to play play in. I know this. You're already going to tell me? I was in Seattle All right. watching it. Well, if you tell me here, you get credit for two. Uh, Goran Ivanisevic. You get two credits. Yes, you got that correct. And what else do you need to know? No, it's good. No, you got it right so there. he's, so he's right. going to get two so now, points now you, for that. Now, yeah, now you really right. almost, I think you just I'm need to get track here. He's one got two one, more. two, three. Keep he track, needs Tom. two more. All right. Which player finishes the Wimbledon women's singles runner-up uh, an open-era record seven times? In other words, lost in the finals a record seven times. Okay. Is it Yvonne Gulagong, 
Is it Steffi Graf? Is it Serena Williams? Is it Chrissy Everett? Matt, what do you got? Say it one more time. Is it Yvonne Gulligan, Steffi Graf, Serena Williams, Chrissy Everett, who is the runner-up in the women's singles seven times? Oof. Come on, Matt. Think about our era, right? Uh, she was married to Jimmy Connors, I think. Uh, I'll go with Chrissy Everett. <laughs> you go with Chrissy Everett. <laughs> All right. You just you, wanted to say Yvonne Gulligan, too. I did want to say Yvonne <laughs> Gulligan. Right. I like saying that name. All right. Last two, and we'll wrap this up. When Roger Federer captured his fifth straight Wimbledon title in 2007, whose open-era Wimbledon record did he tie? Did he tie with his fifth straight? Did he tie Pete Sampras, Rod Laver, Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe? Fifth straight. Oh, that would be Bjorn Borg. Yeah. Bjorn Borg. All right. Dang. Yes. Now here's the last one. And you Wait, need I this. Did the I, last didn't one. I win the no, you've got uh, four, and you need this one. Okay. You need this one. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What country is Novak Djokovic from? Is he from A. Serbia, B. Croatia, C. Czech Republic, D. Slovakia? He is from. Serbia. He is from Serbia. Bang. Matt is a winner. Nailer. And there's no controversy. How about that? The first time we've done a quiz and there's no controversy, right? All those questions yeah. were... Thanks, that John. was fairly legitimate. Fairly legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> but amazing, Matt. I knew you'd do well in this. Thanks, pal. I knew you would. All right. I do have an expertise in some areas. <laughs> there you go. Matt, you have an expertise in entertaining the fans for the last 25 years. Taking a pie and an S hook to your taking face. Taking a, a pie and an S hook to the face. <laughs> Whipping your pants off as an umpire. <laughs> yes, it's talent. And I say this all the time. The Fanatic uh, is, is at his best when you're out there doing something fun with the Fanatic. No question about it. The crowd, every time, loves it when uh, Matt appears as one of his characters. Well, thanks, TB. And uh, you know what? It's... Um, the chance, the opportunity, I should say, the Phillies have given me to give people joy because at the bottom line, that's what it's all about. And performing in front of a Philadelphia crowd, I always say, is the best because they're going to give you so much energy, so much love. They're going to hate you or they're going to love you, and you're going to know instantaneously. <laughs> so that's, it's been great. Are you sucking thanks, up to, for, thanks for keeping me are you around, Are sucking Tom? up to the Phillies organization just, <laughs> just knowing that you're going to need to get out of jail card free at some point? There may be a time when they need to reference this podcast. <laughs> well, we hope when to When I bring do something it, stupid. <laughs> well, well just tomorrow. To, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you're coming back. To, actually, what are we, we're thinking about doing something. Yes, uh, what are you doing tonight? Yankees. Um, we, Tom's going to hit a crowbar over my head, and uh, I'm going to be. Uh, you know, just we're working He's out like the Curly from now. the Three Stooges. That's yeah. great. Doink. Yeah. I'm going to be a Yankees fan stealing his uh, four wheeler, and then Tom's going to come. A up. crowbar to the head. We're All working right. the details out. On that note, uh, Matto, thanks, and we definitely want to bring you back second half of the season to Phillies backstage because really, I have. I'm looking at a list of like 40 other characters who've been. We have a lot of memories and a lot of fun stories. But thanks for being here, oh, Matt. My pleasure. Thanks and for uh, Rob me. Brooks, thanks again for uh, doing what you do, John. Whatever you do, thanks. And uh, I guess we'll see uh, everybody next time. And in the meantime, we'll see you at the ballpark.